Hey, I've never been in this room before. What's this computer for? Project Y status, 80% completion. Estimated time, 28 days. Oh, God, that can't be. Hey, buddy. I thought I told you to never come down here. Sam, Sam, put down the pipe. Let's talk about this. Don't worry, Will. I'll see you in the Anniverse. Sam, wait, no! Hello weebs, new and old, and welcome to Gateway to the Anniverse, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice through the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me as always is the man who fears no gods. It's our novice, Will. How are you this week, Will? I'm very good, thank you, Sam. And you are absolutely correct. I don't think either of us fear God on this podcast after the last few weeks of being smote and smitten left, right, and center. Um, I think... We've got to encapsulate the family motto of our main character this week, and um, which which is do what just you want, do what we want. We we just do what we want. That's just that's just how we roll. Obviously, um, as, we're as, a rebel. So long rebel as rebel podcast without so, cause. <laughs> so long as it doesn't get us cancelled. Um, if you haven't joined <laughs> us uh, on the show before, this is the podcast where we discuss anime. Sam gives us a particular anime. I am a complete novice, don't know anything about anime, although we have now watched forty five episodes. Um, but hey, 45 different shows. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, and I look at it from a novice point of view. Sam looks at it from the, uh, self-proclaimed expert, as he's already said. And we decide whether it's good enough to show an absolute novice. Can we get a noob hooked on anime? And obviously, if you've got friends, if you, if if you look, if you listen to anime or if you don't, and you've got other friends who you want to get into anime, show them our podcast. See if we can get them hooked. Choose a particular episode that you think, yeah. That's the show. That's the one that's going to get them hooked on anime and uh, see if we can convince them to pursue a career of, as a, as a, as a, as a weeb. professional weeb. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this week, as you might have guessed from our family motto and, uh, what the catchphrase of the, of the day, we are looking at, um, uh, what's it called, Sam? What's it called? It's called the God, the God of high school. That is right. This week we are checking out The God of High School. And this is an interesting one and a first for the podcast in that we're looking at a Webtoon adaptation. Now, Webtoon is a usually Korean-based comic that goes up on the official website called webtoon.com. And this was brought about by a collaboration with that website and with Crunchyroll uh, and Studio Mapper. So we're looking at a one-core 12-episode show, uh, which is one of the few Crunchyroll originals. It's a martial arts story about our protagonist Jin Mori and his friends who compete in the God of High School tournament. It was directed by Sun Hu Park, who was the lead director on Jujutsu Kaisen as well. And you see a lot of his flair for action throughout this. But Will, mm, the yes. most important thing for our newcomers and mm. for you as well, what do you think happened in these first three episodes? Oh, right. Okay. Um, to be honest, I'm not going to spend too long on this because it's fairly straightforward plot. You've basically done it. It's uh, it's a tournament arc. It's a fucking tournament arc! Martial arts. Mixed martial arts. And we have our tournament main... Tournament arc! <laughs> we have our um, main character, which is Jin Mori. I'm going to go with Mori because um, it's easier to say. Um, yeah. And he's, he's our protagonist. He's your classic lazy protagonist who is really determined yet lazy at the same time so laid back is horizontal <laughs> yeah literally sleeping on the job at times um he's that um kind of quirky rough around the edges guy that has a really good heart and you just want him to be your best friend 
and he basically he wants to be the next Hokage. Um, that's that's his role in this. <laughs> or the show. Shaman King. Or the Shaman King. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he go he he joins this martial arts competition to be the next um, god of high school, and mm. we follow him and a few other main secondary characters, I guess, um, as they battle their way through this tournament arc and punching kick through these first three episodes i think god of high school is a bit of a misnomer in that quite a lot of the participants seem to be like in their 20s or or older not everybody is a high schooler here it seems well it seems that way although spoilers i've i I don't know whether i'm supposed to but i watched the making of episode as well oh i see yeah and they describe them as high schoolers so i don't know whether I think either the writer or one of, one of the people described them as high schoolers um, competing. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's the uh, the eternal anime rule of here's a high schooler that looks like he's 50 years old. Yeah. And here's this really, really young looking character. There's actually a thousand. Or maybe they just spent so long focusing on their fighting skills that they've completely um, put on the, uh, they've completely ignored their education. So they've just been held back 20 years into their education so they're still actually in high school but they're adults <laughs> it's a technicality <laughs> but we'll allow it um i've I mean, also explained maury being so stupid <laughs> well that's a, that's a bit harsh I, I i like i like maury i've got i've got a lot of time for maury but before we get on to anything else i want to bring up um we, last week i brought up some criticisms i i went pretty hard on um the standard of anime that we needed to, you know, we, we needed to hold anime to a higher standard. Do you remember? Yes. And you said we were being we were too lenient. We were being too lenient. We're, there's a lot of stuff that's going in and God damn it. It's not as exclusive a list as you wanted it to be. <laughs> well, it, it's not that. I mean, you, you take each one on its merit and you take each one um, individually, but there was some main things that I was bringing up. I was saying that, you know, the, you can do anything with anime. So I want to see people mm. being brave with their content and going for that wow factor and sort of showing us a story that you probably couldn't do in live action um, or would be yeah. would be incredibly hard to do in live action. And I also said OPs, like we were watching Beastars last week and the OP, yeah. the OPs are so similar and generic that we run out of things to talk about. And I'd love to see something a little bit different like what Beastars attempted and the plot again I'd like to see a show that focuses on really good narrative and plot without mm-hmm. dragging things out just to do episode numbers just to yeah because you've got oh we can make more money off this if we sort of drag out each episode <laughs> stretch it on forever Re- record of Ragnarok um <laughs> and honestly two confirmed you excited what what was that? Season two confirmed of Record of Ragnarok. Are you excited? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't wait. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be so great. have to finish season one. <laughs> I mean, I don't have to do either, and I'm not You're going to. So unenthused. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but basically, you you feel I don't know whether you check because you, you sometimes when you when you give us next week's episode, you sometimes do it a bit spontaneously depending on how the episode's gone, and I. I don't know whether you did that mm. this time, but you you almost ticked every box with this show. It feels like every one of my quarrels, every one of my, my uh, misgivings about anime last week, you've gone, right, 
right, fuck you, Sam. Right, fuck Will. <laughs> You're Sam, I'm Will. I've got to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah, I, I think coming from uh, Beastars last week and the grievances that you had, especially because the week before that we checked out Clockwork Planet. Um, mm. And we've had record of Ragnarok in, in a sh- similar uh, span of time. I think I wanted to go for something that was really quite technically impressive mm-hmm. and really showcases what you can do with animation. And the God of High School 100% delivers on that. While it may not be the most uh, avant-garde or head-scratching plot-wise, it definitely delivers when it's you think, what can you do in animation that you just wouldn't be able to do in live action? Well, you probably could do elements of this show in live action, but it would require a lot of wire work or CG to kind of get that same level of impact. Oh, yeah. That basically, what this what this show does well is it the it's the hyper hyperbole of everything. Like everything's exaggerated. Everything's Everything ma- massively over the yeah. top. They're basically flying through the air when they're doing these martial arts, and that's something that yep. if you try and do in live action, it ends up like the Dragon Ball Z movie and ends up looking oh. ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely scuffed. <laughs> yeah. But here, there's so much care and attention put into every part of the choreography so that you really feel this kind of sense of flow and each impact lands with that, pardon the pun, with the right amount of punch that it needs in order to kind of sell you on how this fight's going. The, the fights in this series, in this these first three episodes, are incredible. I want to look at them each individually, obviously. We'll get to that. But just generally, like, I, I, we've already mm. we've already joked about Record of Ragnarok. This is what it should have been. This is what, yeah. this is how good it should have been. Like, we, it, it, it just makes it look even worse because we, all our criticisms seem retroactively. It's like, yeah, it's wow, like, that was really that, a stain. Yeah, it was so bad because it took three episodes to have one fight. And even that fight was about five different moves, five different attacks. Mm. Whereas this is, a, it's just so much better. It's just so much better. We'll get into each one because each one has their, has their, um, sort of, Perks, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're bringing this into somebody to show them a show and they're, they're into action movies, they like their kung fu movies, their wire work movies, they like just good, dumb, fun action and spectacle. This is a show. Who does it? That will speak to them. I know that, especially nowadays when most blockbusters are action flicks, but this is so refreshing after. Mm like watching the bat combat scenes in Clockwork Planet or even to a degree in um, stuff like Sword Art, yeah. which we kind of praise quite a lot for mm. its choreography and its its impact. Um, I don't know, man. It's just another level. And that, I, that 100% is down to the director and him personally overseeing animation throughout it and assembling a team of freelance workers and creatives who want to show off and flex their animating chops. Yeah, I think that there's certain fights. You mentioned Sword Art. There's there's certain things that throughout this journey so far come to mind. There's obviously Sword Art. There's um, uh, Dan Machi and the Minotaur scene. Yep. There's certain scenes, but those are also they they're good cinematically. They're not necessarily brilliant fighting scenes. They're just like mm. th- this is this is the first time. I feel like we've seen really high quality fighting scenes because sword art is yeah, great, but it's just sort of big swings and it's more gamified. 
And even Dan Match has flashy effects. Going yeah, off. and Dan Machi is more like that sort of tension, this big moment, and it's sort of exploding mm. minotaurs and, and stuff, rather than high quality fighting, hand to hand combat. Like the, there's nothing that we've seen really yeah. like this. And I thought it was brilliant. I thought the, the the mixed martial arts, the way they've sort of played different skill sets, it's it's really it's really hitting, it's really firing neurons for me, and I don't know where from. I really, I, I, I need your help because I, I'm sure if this sort of battle style fi- fighting where magic is kind of involved in it, it's, it's sort of like mm-hmm. these, everything's overpowered with these, I don't know, this chi, this sort of... Um, there's a, there's some sort of force behind lots of the special moves that allow these characters to kind of push through. There's something supernatural going on behind the scenes and it seems to differ for each person to a degree. Yeah. It reminds me of like Tekken or like, <laughs> I don't know, something Super Smash Bro. When like yeah. you've got, <laughs> everyone's got their hand to hand combat moves and their styles. And then you've got these special attacks that have a bit sort on top of, of them. Yeah. Mad magic element to them. And, and, and I feel like there's something that I'm missing, something that this really reminds me of that I just can't put my finger on, but. Maybe it'll come like to live me. action or another show. That I we've don't done know. Or... I don't know. It might even be something I've read, but there's something in my head that I'm like, I, I really enjoyed watching this. I really enjoyed the fight scenes, and it, mm. it, it's that that balance of rules and explanations. Like there are some, there is some sort of constraints around it. It's not like Dragon Ball where everything just gets blowed up to. Yeah, you just fire your biggest attack and just hope for the best. Yeah, and then the next person comes in and fires an even bigger attack. Yeah, yeah. There's some sort of grounding um, there, and but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just something that I, I was. Judy really Tyson, into. maybe. Oh, I don't know. No, because I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking. You know, childhood neurons. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. So uh, back in the day, I don't know. Back in day. Back in. Maybe day. it was like dragonfly, dragon riders thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, whatever on earth it was. But yeah. Um, I think we should spend a good chunk of time talking about the fights because they are obviously the big draw. And like you said, it's some of the most impressive battle choreography that we've ever seen. I mm. think where you where you were talking about um, Sword Art and Damachi with these big moments that build up to a good fight, mm. I think those fights deliver because they are narratively satisfying. Yes. They're not just there for spectacle. Whereas here, mm. they are just visually um, satisfying and there's not a lot of kind of plot going on behind it. No. Um, I think they do such a stunning job of showcasing each fighter's specific style. Like we, any other anime, yeah, this would be one person doesn't attack. This is my super special pro wrestling style, but it's just a punch <laughs> or a kick. Whereas here, yeah, <laughs> no, I can the actual. Yeah, go, I was just, <laughs> just going to say I can absolutely see that. It's like they're in costume and the drawing it because because it's all drawing based. You, you sort of, you go from prone position to legs out position and that's their, that's their big attack and someone just flies away and gets, yeah, but what here it's specific moves. It's almost, um, it's moves and stances and even just the, the motions that they yeah. go through. Are we, um, are we talking about, uh, in, in particular, are you thinking of the, um, battle royale scene at the, at the, at the in the first episode where everyone oh just goodness. goes to town on each other and then we see our main, three sort of oh no i mean the core people of the first Spot few the episodes character yeah, yeah but it's also even, even those people they face in the first three episodes they get their own little bit as well don't they it was 
crazy in the Battle Royale because even the kind of nameless, faceless characters that we don't get to see again even had some good cuts of animation. There was just like a guy with a beanie who did like a really impressive <laughs> side flip kick into some guy's jaw. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. Where's the still shot of everybody just shouting and screaming yeah. the camera just shaking this one picture <laughs> yeah i've been spoiled <laughs> yeah and, and there were there were times when you could see they were um holding off on the animation when you know there was big panning shots and there was um stuff going on that didn't need animating and and that's fair i think in this situation when you're yeah. spending so long on those uh fight scenes and that is what it is and just to go back to the making of episode they talked about that they talked about how this is primarily a fighting manga, isn't it? What is that what it's called? A, yeah. A, 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 uh, it's a manhwa in, um, right. Korean or uh, a webtoon. Right. Okay. But it's, yeah. So specifically about fighting. So that's what they wanted to encapsulate. They said without that, it's, it's, it's nothing really. So mm. they needed to make sure that that was their big focus and that they did it well. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think, I think I it think shows. It bloody well works. Yeah. The fact that we get at least two or three separate fights per episode. Right. And each one is just an absolute banger. Yeah. It's just, I mean, the pacing here goes along at a fair clip, mm. but I don't feel that much is lost because, no. again, if I have a main, main criticism of the show, it's that the plot is very superficial. And there's, in these first three episodes, there's, there's enough there to kind of intrigue you, mm. but it's mostly let's have the cool guys do the cool thing and show off their powers and their styles. It is, but then at the same time, the, it, it's 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 fine lines, isn't it? Because we've often criticised show for shows for doing too much of the other other thing, like having these, like there's there's two examples that come to mind: Grimgar for not giving us enough of that underlying plot and not really yep. treating us, not really giving us enough to wet our lips. It's sort of right. There's there's something going on, but we're not going to focus on that. We're going to focus on this main character and not give you anything in the first three episodes. Then there's, mm-hmm. la- then there's Clockwork, um, Clockwork Planet. Planet. I was going to say Clockwork Orange again. Clockwork Orange again. <laughs> yeah. Clockwork Planet, where they basically tell you everything that's going to happen without really work- having to work for it. You- there's nothing to figure out. They're just saying, yeah, well, this is the situation and these are the bad guys and this is what we have to do. We have to s- fix the planet. I guess there are bigger questions mm. at play there. So maybe there is more than meets the eye, but. Those are your sort of two extremes, That's and here, those. and here we have, uh, <laughs> and here we have the, the they each episode you narratively get a bit more to the story as to what's actually going on in this bigger picture with regards to yeah. um, Mujin or and and, and that whole the, oh yeah the um yeah the guy with the scar on his head yeah that, that matches the exact pattern in Maury's eyes. <laughs> which nobody mentions or talks about at all what it, it, what he never talks his eyes no no i mean so everyone's just like hey <laughs> cool you've got crosses for pupils i guess fine yeah it reminds me of the um there's one one series of the power rangers has that on their mask doesn't it like a like a sort of oh yeah weird diamond thing reminds me of that shape um Go go Power Rangers! What's your favourite Power Rangers series? Uh, you know, weren't really. A, were you a Power Rangers boy? Power Rangers were banned in my house uh, <laughs> after my brother. <laughs> my brother went round to his friend's house. He's going to hate me if he hears. <laughs> but he went. He went round to a friend's house and he uh, quote 
Power Ranger kicked his friend's mum. <laughs> <And so laughs> that got progressively worse. I was like, Power, Power Ranger kicked his friend's mum. <laughs> Brilliant. And so when when he arrived home, it was like, that's it. No more Power Rangers in this house. But <laughs> of the Power Rangers I did see, I liked Time Force. Uh, that was the one yeah. I kind of grew up with. Cool. Yeah. What about you? Um, it was the one where they were in space. I, I, I don't know the name of it. Space Force. I, I, well, yeah, they had a ship that flew into space um, and it turned into the blue and red Megazord, um, which I had as a oh. toy and I had it on video. Anyway, um, but back to God of High School, I guess. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> um, yeah, so can we talk about how it how the whole show opens? Because... One of the one Hang of on, before we do that, oh, we, we spent a lot of time pre-tangent talking about fights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we we said, well, let's get into them. So, should we do the the fights? <laughs> you want to just get b- bash out the fights? Yeah, let's let's bash out a fight. Um, cool. The first major fight we get is mm-hmm. Tai Chi dude against Dreadlock Bandit guy. Yes, the, the Dreadlock Bandit <laughs> coming to take your dreads. He just comes along. <laughs> Yeah, it's like this yeah. scalping I do, you. I love the uh the gag with uh the prisoner dreadlock guy mm. in the battle royale where Mori pulls his trousers down yeah. and he's got like the cute and it turns around. It's like it doesn't matter, it's what you've got inside that counts. Do you want to see it? This elephant on the front. <laughs> yeah. That that was a bit um that was a bit shocking to be fair. I was like, wow, we're going there, okay. And more We're going for Dick Joe out the gate. Okay. Maury himself is just that guy that's, um, he's just there to subvert things, isn't he, really? It's like, oh, this is a really tense moment. I'm going to do something silly. Oh, this is a, yeah. um, a really intense battle scene. I'm going to, um, come in and win by pushing you over with, um, no effort and surprise. Yeah. yeah. But it was, it was a funny gag and the comedy throughout this series is, is pretty good. Um, this, this fight scene though. Oh. Honestly, it was incredible. Like, th- so brutal as well. It is brutal. Um, basically, uh, uh, the the guy we're rooting for is this Tai Chi guy. Um, mm-hmm. and he's, he's really profound. He's very much like, I will not give in. I will, I will never surrender. I'm keep fighting. You'll never break my spirit. I'll never s- ask you to forgive, ask for forgiveness from you. Yeah. So he, yeah. he, he starts off by absolutely battering this guy, this dreadlocks bandit. Mm. Um, but he's got his arms tied up. And so he's, so the, the guy releases one of his like arms. A limiter. Yeah. He releases one of his arms and then basically demolishes him. And then he just, he just completely dominates this guy, this Tai Chi guy by trying to force him to ask for his forgiveness. Cause basically the dude had embarrassed him earlier, which he hadn't really. Um, but he, he was just yeah. being an arsehole. It's, it's off screen and he's just kind of, he's projecting massively during the uh, oh, yeah. during the fight um when his arm first comes out that sequence of shots where he just starts he's just swinging this one arm and it's just <sighs> smashing into this tight face over. and it's just like whoa yeah it, again so well done it could almost be rotoscoped but like right it's that exaggerated that it's just kind of uncanny valley enough yeah yeah rotoscoping you know for a lot of these fight scenes feels like it could have been an option. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know watching the making of, they had a lot of 3D model, like uh, they, I don't even know what they're called, but you uh, know, have you not watched rigs. it? 
No, I didn't. I they, uh, jumped through it uh, to get the episodes out. They had professional martial artists doing the scene, doing a lot of the fighting, and they, you know, where, where you wear the black oh motion capture. Yeah, yeah, motion capture with the bubbles on the ah. on the on the suits. So they had a lot of that going. The on. modern day, yeah, the modern day rotoscope. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Ah. So yeah, uh, and and basically he keeps going, and we we feel for this guy. He's, he, he he gets. Is it the uh, heel in the eye? Is it this that moment where? He, he, oh, he sticks God, his yeah. foot in the air and just slams it down heel first into the guy's eye who's like he's pinning backwards um with two broken arms with with two bro- yeah well the break the breaking of the arms he puts a foot That's between this, between the shoulder blades and prizes the guy's arms breaks his arms yeah you see it properly twist at the elbow and it's just a little bit like <laughs> but even even I was- <laughs> but the those bits are gruesome and they're they're a bit sort of like yeah, you, you spine tingling. You, you you feel 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 it. But one of the most bit most um, uncomfortable bits for me was when he sat on the floor and the guys just slapping him around the face. He's, oh yeah, it, it's just that um, that shit, that um, embarrassment, that sort of demoralizing yeah. situation where he's just slapping you around the face, saying, "I beg for my forget forgiveness. Ask for forgiveness. Just beg for forgiveness." Keeps doing it just again and again. It, I, even there's a line from one of the audience members is where she, she yes. says. Are, are we okay with this? Yeah. Watching them getting beaten down. And because another element to the fights, which means that most of this is fairly consequence free, is the magic nanomachines that everyone has been injected with. Right. Um, <laughs> Do you want to explain the magic nanomachines? Yeah, sure. I'll nanomachines, e- son. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain them. Um, so they're all wearing bracelets, which track all of their stats and that level HP, GP. What, I don't know what GP is. Like they're, um that comes into it later okay a um, little bit th- th- their level do we find out more about that as well um i don't think so as far as i remember the- it's pretty much just an arbitrary number given to kind of differentiate power levels at this point in the story yeah i think they get but they don't quickly. they don't even really use it they use it for the um the battle royale battle at the beginning royale. and that's it and, and that's it and and it, it just seems really bizarre because they're all at like level four or level five um Anyway, it's just it's just weird. And anyway, they've got these little nanobots that have been injected into their blood and they can detect any kind of injury that they go under and then they can... I don't think the nanobots particularly heal them, but they detect everything and then they have the technology to heal any injury because we see Maury with the neck brace on that's doing jobs and things when he gets his... Yeah, because he got his neck broke (laughs) twice. (laughs) Oh, dear. I mean, the, the comedy in this is great at times. Um, but they, they don't explain anything to do with the nanobots, uh, the nanomachines, but they can heal any injury or they, they can detect any injury and they have the... And this tech has been completely underutilized in this world, right? Yep. Like the, If you've got the ability to literally heal a broken neck and reattach nerves and whatever and to fix some of the horrendous things that we see happen, why is that not just rolled out across hospitals? Why isn't that like... Yeah, exactly. But it is, the, the technology is there for everything. There's a bit, there's two incidents. One old woman says that her grandson's got a brain tumor. If you've got that technology, you are fixing that brain tumor. That you... No, that was, that was what Maury thought the old woman was saying. <laughs> yeah, it was all a, all a delusion. Oh, was it? Yeah. Talk about in the chase scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As he goes past, he's like, 
he sees the old woman reaching and in the fraction of a second that's why it's all sped up oh okay he's he's created this empathetic story for this so that was my that was my initial thought um but i swear it happens later on as well does it happen again there is an there's another guy who does have a tumor which is uh is his name Dalway? Yeah, Dalway. no, that that's not what I meant. I meant the speeding up of the exposition, the the sort of backstory. I thought I thought that happened one more time, but maybe not. So that was my initial thought. Oh yeah, no, it does. It happens after when he meets up with uh, Mira, right? And he absolutely smashes the bike into her face. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just as she's about to beat the crap out, yeah. he's like. He tells that same delusion to her again. Yeah, and then yeah. She's moved by his stupid story. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, that that is funny. That that is that is funnier than I, I I thought that originally. I couldn't really get my head around it. I thought I think I overthought it because in my head that was like a, a director's choice to uh, expose it really quickly on a story that we didn't need but needed to give character motivation for the situation and was like. Mm maybe the woman just really quickly did it and we're not going to we're not going to be we're not we're not going to over oversell this it's literally like he feels sorry for the old lady but we want something really i don't know it's sort of calling themselves out on giving character motivation when it's not really needed but yeah. they're going to speed it up do it really quickly so that you don't have to sit there and you know draw out this long heartfelt scene but mm. your way's funnier i like i like your interpretation of it better <laughs> so we'll go with that um yeah where what were we talking about before that christ uh we, the fights i guess fights the 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 dreadlocks dude dreadlocks dude. What, what was your next kind of favorite fight okay in these three episodes? um so at the end of that scene and and right okay just going back to the whole way they incorporate the wider plot into this show this is a good example because i think narratively maury comes in and defends tai chi guy who's getting battered and yeah. then oh shit we were talking about the nanobots anyway um <laughs> <laughs> tangents what a tangent <laughs> um anyway yeah so maury comes in defends uh tai chi guy batters dreadlocks dude and then dreadlocks dude becomes this almost demonized character where he oh, yeah. he, he attacks maury and the um what are they called the overseers the, the the commissioners the commissioners there we go commissioner gordon steps in and has to stop the the dreadlocks dude i've got to find the batman yes in this god of high school tournament oh no 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 they don't have to because maury actually then batters him anyway they go to, to block yeah, him yeah. but then maury jumps up and does his triple kick yes which is so cool yeah it is it's very cool um and basically flies and that's another way, another re- another example of why live action would probably butcher that, uh, unless you had like Marvel doing it. You'd get um, a bunch of gross CG smoke coming out the back of him, and then <laughs> him just kind of <laughs> floating in the air. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really good first fight because up in well, not first fight, but first kind of fight with stakes because all the other fights we've seen up until this point are basically just our main characters one shotting everybody in their way. Yeah, even the. We see Tai Chi guy even um, bit battering a load of people uh, during the battle royale. Yeah, um, and that that uh, looks think... really cool. And then that that whole scene, that montage goes into the OP, doesn't it? Which we can talk about later. Yes, yeah. it does. Um, go on. What are you going to say? But yeah, I think though this next set of fights in episode two. So um, I'm not going to go through them beat for beat. I just want to touch on the points that I think 
were really interesting. Mm. Seeing uh, Mira, who is the main female lead, going up against the uh, the pro wrestler. Yeah. I think it was really cool that um, you've got this kind of wall of muscle and the two, they threw the two female characters into a fight together. And there's not really that much sketchy etchy outside of the outfits. Yeah. And in fact, it comes around in a different way when her wish, the wrestler's wish, is for a harem of men. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think it's it, it's a nice, I don't know, subversion of what you would expect. You'd expect and it, one of the curvier it, guys to do that, but and it includes all of the commissioners in in her little fantasy. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you see, you see basically a play out of some of the fights, and we see sort of shortened versions of, of of all of them which 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 is cool because it just gives us more of what we want more of what we're watching this for and and seeing mm. those different styles and how they counteract things um and how they get yeah, yeah it's good it's good and like the the mari and wrestler fight ends up with mari saying i don't even need a sword to use my sword technique oh yeah it's a cool kind of flip around of it she's not just limited to one weapon style she can actually still compete even when she's been disarmed, which I think was... Yeah, but she uses good. some sort of water blade from Rimuru attacks... From slime. Like, <laughs> where's, where does... The, this is the first sort of instance yeah. of, like, this magical power from the contestant's side. We see the demonized dude, Dreadlocks dude. Mm. Now, that might even be later, I don't know. Um, but yeah, but she uses this sort of hand gesture and then slices her up. Yeah, um, like wind pressure to cut through her the my skin is tougher than iron start with that i guess like yeah lead with that maybe (laughs) and and again that's that's just a a typical any any show can be blamed for that you know you've got your oh no i've got my super secret uh power that i will now use (laughs) my other power that i'm going to unleash at the very very last second (laughs) but yeah yeah. i I quite like murray's motivation her idea to kind of bring the dojo back it's kind of expanded upon at the end of the episode i think mm. when uh he helps her with like finding the sword yeah and, like it's kind of it, it it's a shorthand to get you oh she's clearly on a bound she's trained her whole life for this kind of thing so she's not got many friends so she falls in with this these other misfits and i i quite like that but again interestingly or not interestingly depending on mm-hmm. your take on it uh in the making of they talk about that scene in particular because oh. the um the the creator of the manga that was a, a much longer section, and what he what he prided the anime really uh, a lot for doing was condensing stuff. And they said they condensed that into like five ten minutes of them of, of that whole like um, group her growing up and yeah. Well, it's that um, it's it's when they finally sort of learn about each other a little bit and they sort of team up those those three when they when they're rooting around for the sword because they all he comes oh, in yeah. with the light and he comes in with the bigger light. Um, <laughs> and that was a much longer arc, I think, in the, in the manga, and he was really impressed with how they condensed that. Um, ah. Yeah, it's cool. It's pretty good. I was well impressed with the. Yeah, the, the, you know. <laughs> I I wasn't too thrilled with that bonding moment at the bridge because it it felt kind of contrived. I guess that's maybe just a result of it being condensed down. But if the oh, author right. thinks that it was pretty good, then yeah, fair enough. I am. Um, I don't know if it's contrived because they all, they were all there when it happened. So they've independently gone off and gone, right, I need to come back and help. Like, I don't know. Oh, but why did, I know that she told him to leave, but I feel like Maury should have 
just stayed at the beginning because he went to get a torch dude he waits until <laughs> uh um, okay i get yeah. i get that but i mean i feel like that's a small detail because whether he stays or he goes yeah, you know he's still there he's, they still have to root around yeah. they still have all the exposition they still have all the backstory so it doesn't really change much of what actually happens friendship the only the only <laughs> silly little thing and i'm not it's not really a criticism but a, a, you know talking about it being contrived the whole show so far, we've seen them basically flying and defying the laws of physics in every situation. Yet they can't catch a falling sword two feet off the uh, off the bridge. Yeah, it's like all three of them just <laughs> miss it. It's like okay, right, okay, all right, okay, cool. <laughs> yep. Now you Failed decide. The deck save. They rolled a one. Yeah. Um, nice. speaking of defying gravity and defying the rules of physics, the bike scene, the the, the whole opening chase. Um, oh. that whole thing <laughs> is ridiculous, but it, it, it's some sort of Looney Tunes cartoon stuff. It, it, yeah, it really is. It sets the standard very early that this is just going to be a wacky, but, well, it, it does. But then the fight scenes are like, like we've said before, are very kind of serious and kind of yeah, they, brutal and gory. They exaggerate stuff. a lot of stuff, but the fight, the fighting itself is not sort of batted off like, oh yeah, they can do anything they want. There's still res- limits to it's what a they lot can more do. Grounded. Yeah. Grounded in, in as far as uh, a man doing 72 spear strikes in a fraction of a second. I mean, they're not run, they're not cycling into the back of a lorry and somehow the bike goes under the lorry. He goes over the lorry and then he lands on the bike. He grabs it again. I The audacity of this show yeah. to have one of the best animated chase scenes I've ever seen <laughs> in the first like 30 seconds of the episode is beyond me. How many times to, did you laugh? lace it. Oh, just the entire time. But honestly, the the defining key moment of uh, the chase for me is right at the very end when um, Mirai jumps in the air and she just wipes out on this sign. And I just, I was gut laughing. And then a yeah. fraction of a second, it goes from so funny to super cool because we then see Duway oh, yes. just nail the cyclist in the face and he just spins off. And it's like the quickest shift from comedy to badassery and then back to comedy because she walks up with the sign, yeah, with the sign still, still on her, her face. face. And she's got like this scream uh, imprint that's just the other side. And I can't even remember what she says, but she's got some one-liner as she, as she comes up. It's uh, it's brilliant. It's like, did we get him? And and just the whole thing, the guy's riding a super, uh, like um, a super bike <laughs> through the streets, through, through the, through, yeah. Down the highway. My 10 years of motorcycle experience have been for this moment. <laughs> you can't turn like I can. <laughs> Jam the sword into the road and just pivot on that. And she's riding T-pose on the back, just with her <laughs> on the back of a bicycle. It's not even, they're chasing him down on a bicycle. Since when did... Sword race. <laughs> oh my, since when did like super cycling become a thing of taekwondo or whatever he specializes in it's um oh, yeah, his special taekwondo with punches i to go back to your point on um the comedy of it and the, the kind of contrast with the rest of the show mm. it really does feel like this is the show getting all of its comedy chops almost out of the way mm. and then reserving the rest of it for smaller funny moments to do with more yes versus have it, i almost wanted to say oh every time they're outside of fighting it's more light-hearted and funny but actually with the whole losing the sword scene is quite serious and quite somber and all the flashbacks to kind of the various mm. 
difficult pasts and current problems that our main three are working through it it's not really yeah i think uh, yeah i guess it's just showcasing the tone of the humor and it's showcasing what they what what kind of feel they want it to go down that it's not meant to be taken too seriously but then it's and then and yeah it's it's, it's, a, it's a it's a weird one because that it does mm. go into quite a serious show mm, serious is not the right word but it definitely takes itself more seriously. Um, it definitely does. Which I like. I, I really like that it, it didn't just it didn't just rely stay on the goofy. comedy. Yeah, and stay stay completely goofy, especially because this is a fighting show. And maybe that's where they where the where, where the decision came from. Because you can't have if it's a fighting manga, you can't you can't have this goofy esque fighting style all the way through because the fans of the manga aren't mm. gonna like it the new people who want to see really high quality fights aren't gonna like it so you've got to make yeah. you've got to have some seriousness in there i guess yeah i'd agree yeah should we go on to episode three's fight scene is that the one with that's Daiwei Daiwei and, uh, and Bat Dude fighting against the Bat Dude? I love the Bat Dude. Yeah. Batman. From the very moment, Batman Commissioner Gordon's going to come find him. That's who he's looking for. Yeah. Um, I love from the moment he steps into the battle royale and he's just got the book out and he is just swatting people yeah. left and right with this fucking metal bat. Yeah. And just the sound it makes every time it cracks off someone's skull. I was like, "Yep, you're hilarious." <laughs> He is great. Um, this this whole scene, after off the back off the back of watching Dreadlock Bandit and uh, Mori and the, the uh, Tai Chi guy, I I think this I think this ups it. I think this genuinely is better, and that's hard. To, that's I don't know. There's pros and cons to both, but I watched the Tai Chi fight and I was like, this is awesome. And then I watched that, and I was like, Christ, it's 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 impressing me even more. Like this is just really well yeah. done. Yeah. Kind of takes all those um, really hype moments from the Tai Chi fight and then somehow manages to upscale it and kind of to make it even more engaging. The gu- the other guy's motto is that he's going to win with intelligence and violence together. And he uses that to kind of hit pressure points and to find out his opponent's weaknesses. And Duwei is using a form of karate that uses the different uh, guardian deities of the compass points. Right, so he uses okay. um, Suzaku Byakuyo. Yako? Yako, I think. White Tiger. And then the turtle one. And <laughs> just before he's about... And ah, oh, he's once he goes... The way that he uses them is amazing because he uses it and they, they comment on yeah. how he uses it to break the guy's guard. And for me, again, this is why I like the Metal Bat guy so much is because there's the moment when his guards finally opened up and instead of looking like distressed or dismayed, there's just this look of like kind of shocked joy on his face <laughs> as Dewey just starts just absolutely going insane yeah it's 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 incredibly well narratively it's incredibly well uh produced fight scene because um that guy is reading he he knows everything about karate he's read everything there is to know so he knows exactly what um daiwei daiwei i don't know how to pronounce that he's yeah daiwei 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 maybe han I'm going to go with Han because that's his, that's his first Han. name. Han. Um, I wonder if you shot first. <laughs> yeah. And, um, did he? He did in this actually. He did. He, he charged him down at the beginning. Oh, yeah, um, he did. 
you ran at the beginning. <laughs> and always shoots first. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good balance of different styles because he's read all the about or karate and he knows exactly what Han's going to do. Um, and then Han just has to use his resolve and he uses his intelligence a bit and his power to cr- do these compasses, which, um, yeah, but it is really about that. And, and it is, it is quite poignant with the, with his relationship with the dude who's in, who's struggling with terminal illness or whatever. Um, yeah. And it's that inner battle, that inner fight. Um, but when he gets nailed by all those, all those, uh, almost bullets and he's just there and he's like, you've been, you've been hit with, I don't know, you, you're, you've been so punctured first down to the organs, down to the organs. And the guy's like, well, I'm getting, up. And he just stands up and he's just like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's cool. And I'm gonna let you finish, but I'm now going to beat your face into the tarmac. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just a really well done fight scene. And so that kind of takes us to our last fight, which is Maury's, uh, re, uh, <laughs> application to the tournament because he was disqualified for stepping in earlier yeah and it's so good because <laughs> he's been eating the spooky bad fruit <laughs> yeah I d- he, the guy poisons him for some reason um it just gives him this bad fruit and he dies like like he literally <laughs> dies on the floor he's, he's there all night blood pouring out so of him blood and we don't really get any but he does have like a vision basically the the fruit that he gives him seems to unlock this kind of latent yes power yeah. there's a few like very blink and you'll miss it uh pictures that maury sees in his mind mm. and he goes to fight this commissioner and we've seen repeatedly that maury's gets it has been beaten before by the commissioner that gave him the invite for the tournament yeah. and all he's got to do is knock the commissioner down once yeah, this is a different commissioner and the guy gets ready there's a different yeah, commissioner yeah, yeah. who thinks he's stronger than the blonde one yeah <laughs> just let me fight the blonde one just... i just want to fight the blonde one <laughs> Blondie, Blondie, Blondie! I'm only gonna fight Blondie. He can't make me fight anyone else. It's a full-on tantrum. Yeah, love like problematic monkey child. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he um, yeah, like you say, he is. He's only he's he's only got to knock the commissioner down once, and it's a brilliant subversion because you've seen Maury step it up every single time and just own people and you think it's going to be this big showdown and somehow he just beats him to the punch effectively he just it's just pure speed the the whistle goes the horn sounds whatever the the fight starts and he's instantaneously at the commissioner's face commissioner's like what and he knocks it knocks his knee i love the knee knock that's so good he knocks the knee so that he loses puts him off balance and he just one 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 taps palm him on the chest. taps him on the chest and he falls down and he wins. Brilliant. And then the commissioner flips out, has a little tantrum himself, which you would because he's just been embarrassed. You know, Maury didn't need like to do that. Whole world. <laughs> Maury didn't need to do that. Like <laughs> he could have just fought him fair and square. But it is a bit. I, f- I feel like that's that's he could have done, but as well is to show that Maury's had this almost explosive growth in power and the fact that he wins on pure surprise mm. from the commissioner i think is a is like you said it's a really great subversion yeah um, and then we get full confirmation of supernatural crap going on <laughs> yeah yeah so we um the commissioner attacks back and maury like one punches him back and he, he falls down and almost starts crying like a little bitch and then he Re- releases the clown from Madoka Magica uh, to come and devour <laughs> Mori. 
and Maury's like tripping out. He doesn't know what's happening. Um, yeah, I wonder if the audience can see that. I feel like they can. I feel like they, yeah, because Maury can see it. Because yeah, but then and the, the other characters seem to react to it as well, don't they? Yeah, it's this really, really terrifying clown thing with a scythe, and uh, yeah, it just tries to wipe down Maury, and Maury's just jumping around trying to avoid dying, um, and he gets pinned. <laughs> By this giant clown, and then the and then it all stops because the commissioners have pinned back the rogue commissioner, and then he gets docked three months' pay. Um, That's brilliant. It's just, it's just a, a really small line, but it's just like, and you won't get three months of your pay. Like, what? <laughs> and he's like, what? Oh no, three months' pay! Damn it! It's it's just a really weird but fun um, consequence to his actions. It's like, oh, you—you <laughs> you nearly killed this kid. Yeah, but. God. It's, yeah, the the um the 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 level of um insubordination that goes on here. Clearly, these guys are all super powerful and have these powers. So it's it's like yeah. it's like someone screwing up a, a a particular case in a law firm, or like you know forgetting to fill in all your timesheets or something. It's it's just a part of the job. Oh, God, you've done it again. Look, right. This this is the last time. I'm, I'm you're losing three months' pay. That's it. Uh, you've unleashed the murder clown for the last time i've got to you've had your warnings it's sanctioned time now yeah exactly um god i'm gonna i'm gonna have to take this up with hr it's ridiculous the things you put us through assault case last week i mean look (laughs) we are hanging on by a thread (laughs) yeah yeah fun um okay what we going on to op let's do the op I feel like we should start every discussion about the OP with you just singing a line so, so that you've got that clip that you can play over the soundtrack, <laughs> play it over the top. Um, I'm waiting for you to start singing. I'm waiting for uh, the Gateway to the Anniverse podcast, uh, the Gateway to the Anniverse karaoke special. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll, 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 I'll do it, especially because the song's in English. Um, mate. Mate, this OP, this OP is class. I love this song. I, I love this. It's so good. I love the visuals. I, it's techno. It's powerful. Dubstep. Dubstep. Just... You just, you just want to be in a club listening to this off your head. Absolutely. And <laughs> it's got <laughs> such good vibes that, and, 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 and the visuals don't hold up, don't, um, slow down either. They, 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 jump around they build and they yeah and they change they get they go from that we talked about it the um the battle royale scene they they clip that in later and they do it all in all these bright vivid neon colors that make yeah, it they really palette swap all the all the characters around so they've got kind of distinctive and the, the special effects match the character as well yeah. as they do the actions it's really good it is a killer track and i think the direction of it to build up slowly and kind of introduce soul as, as the city in the background yeah and then to that that when it when it because it's sort of it, it, as it builds yeah you're right there's this really intense opening where it's all um i don't know just an array of electronic images and stuff flashing across the screen mm-hmm. and that's re- really good hook to get you in and then it sort of slows to that opening scene of the city and that's a really really mm-hmm. lovely artwork as well really picturesque yeah and then, yeah, it builds it like, again. Yeah. 
into and then the, the drop and Maury singing along right with the yes drop. yeah absolutely perfect yeah. It, and it it hits so well um i think my only complaint with it <laughs> oh god it yep. is an absolute banger of an opening yeah. my only complaint is that they reuse the animation from the op in that battle royale fight right okay but I think I think that they change it enough and it is so fitting for the music and it does introduce all those characters that we're about to meet. Yeah. That it, it I, I I can let it slide. And if you've got a really good piece of animation like that, why not? Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel, it, I feel like um you can criticize it if you want. I I would put that as a as a plus to be honest because you have no context to that fight scene. So before you see it, it's just like this is a cool bit of animation. And then you see it in all its glory. And you actually got context as to what it's about. So then you've got reference. And then every time you see it, it gives you that nostalgia back to that open, that opening fight scene that you know exactly what's going on. It's that sort of, it unlocks that other level in your mind of what's actually going on in this OP. And yeah, I don't know. I think that that's, that's a, a, a deliberate choice rather than not, rather than a sort of time constraints or a, a ability. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they've done that deliberately yeah. for that. I think it, it, it Builds the impact of that opening scene, uh, or that um, yeah. battle royale scene. So yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it it does. Yeah, you're right. It does build up and it does make that battle royale that battle royale scene better. Yeah, especially when you get to view it a few more times. Though I do feel like probably they've got the talent who would have been working on the OP working on the episodes. Mm. So just use it all. But yeah, absolute incredible OP. One of one of the best, I think. Yeah. I, that we've uh, listened to in these 48 odd episodes. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. I loved it. And I, I, every time I put it on the um, Instagram story, uh, I was just like, this is a banger. It's, it, I was just so hyped. Uh, every time it came on, I was, when I came onto the podcast this morning, I did half think about getting sunglasses and getting some sort of strobe light in the background and putting it on and just <laughs> when, when, when it came on the screen. Did not have the time. That would have been such commitment to the bit <laughs> yeah. for only me to see yeah. that. That would have been amazing. <laughs> uh, uh, mate, no, no one else's opinion matters. It's just me and you, dude. Um, oh. Edie? And then Edie? I, I quite liked it. It was a nice song. It felt kind of summery. I like really liked the song. Midsummer. Yeah. It felt kind of, it felt very, and it probably was, it probably was done by a, uh, a K-pop band. Hmm. Uh, or artist, but it felt very kind of BTS-y and that kind of genre. And I th- it's a kind of a nice, refreshing song to to end off after such an intense set of episodes. Visuals, though, just stills of them just hanging around, right. which is nice. Yeah, and and, but... and, we, and we, we bash it so much, so I, I, I don't want to be contradictory because you're right, it is just stills. I do, given that it's stills, I do think they try to be a little bit creative you know there, there's there are a lot of them there is a, a nice very like a varied amount i love of the colors mate through. from an artistic point of view i love the mm. the colors they use there's this sort of like fluorescent um filter to all the pictures and the the, the fun pictures of the main characters having a laugh and and a, and a joke with that sort of pink ready o- overlay i i just i don't know i just really liked it from an artistic point of view so yeah i enjoyed it Again, yeah, they are just still, so it's not going to like get a, a massive rating. Going to set the world on fire. No, but I did really like the song. I, I genuinely thought it was, it, was it was a good it was a good bop. Um, and uh, talking about music, the OST, the, there's a lot of like electronic sort of 
techno music going through this the series as well um absolutely which keeps it in theme I, the ost is great and i think you've just reminded me of something that i thought was really good directorial choice is at the bridge scene mm. when um it, they've got this really kind of light-hearted jovial music in the background whilst they're talking about their motivations mm. and then when maury drops the sword into the river and Mari slaps him the music just cuts right and yeah. she deadpan tells him to leave and i think that really kind of hits home yeah like just how much he fucks up mm. in her eyes yeah i didn't notice that but that's that's uh yeah that's a good it's a good point i imagine that will have definitely uh impacted on me without me even realizing it yeah it's cool so anything else will anything else that you want to bring up in odds and ends before we kind of review it and choose whether this is going to be a gateway show something we can show to anybody um honestly there's not a lot else i want to touch on apart from i I wanted to mention the end of episode one when it leaves you on that cliffhanger when him and dreadlock when maury and dreadlocks dude are in the air and they're about to clash and it cuts out and then we don't even see the end of it we we see a tiny bit of a flashback which is hilarious it is so so good so good but again, I was just a little bit like, ah, oh, we didn't even. But I guess when you leave it, when you leave a whole episode, you, you can never really live up to the hype. Often, it's really difficult to then carry on with that mm. to a satisfying conclusion. So, with the same energy, yeah, yeah, twisting that and having this um, comedy moment where she just breaks his neck is uh, <laughs> is hilarious. Because at this point, you don't realize the extent to the how well they can heal people and how well they can build people back up so you're like holy mm. crap that he's just broke his neck he's dead like and he's obviously not because there's it's, so many layers of it as well though because you the episode starts with him on the floor eating a banana with a neck brace on and you're like oh so yeah. clearly he lost the clash with dreadlocks guy and then the flashback <laughs> it's the girl who, who comes up with the most menacing face behind him yeah. and just <laughs> so ah oh, yeah it's such a it, it's such a good joke and it lands on so many layers yeah yeah it's very good at yeah, anything for you? Any odds and ends? Uh just wanted to, to shout out the character designs because I think Maury's design in particular is absolutely stunning. Um he is a hundred percent the big shonen yeah. protag energy mix of he feels like a mix of uh like Goku and Yo from Shaman King. Yeah. Where he's kind of lazy and laid back, but then he's got this insatiable drive to fight and be stronger mm. and i just like his look like it, it really i don't know as somebody who grew up on stuff like dragon ball he's has very cool. spiky head pro tag yeah. it's like yeah yeah and then murray and darway their designs are pretty simple but i like the small touch like darway's got some he's got like cauliflower ears right assumedly from the fact that he's been fighting so much mm. And then all of the individual fighters have cool costumes. And again, the way that they move, the way that their character is portrayed through animation rather than just design is some very good work by the studio. Yeah. A lot of pink noses. There are a lot of pink noses. Yeah. The character designs, I I was thinking exactly what you said, that a lot of them are fairly straightforward. Even Maury is fairly straightforward. Um, He's fairly, Mm. you know, this is what we want our pro... Cookie cutter protagonist. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But the secondary characters often have a lot of design, a lot of interesting flares. And I think that's a really nice contrast because you've still got some really interesting things to watch. And and your pro tags, you are repeating constantly. They're always there. So you kind of want something simple. Um, 
but mm. but it does but they're not skimping on character design because they're investing it in other areas and that's um that's nice yeah um right the animation is the only other thing that we've sort of touched on briefly but we're both in agreement that it's it's pretty damn awesome isn't it like the fight scenes the choreography everything about it is pretty damn dope yeah absolutely incredible it possibly one of the best animated first three episodes mm. that we've watched in the anniverse so far i would venture to say there was a really cool bit and it's, it's completely different to the main animation of the show but i think it's when they're introducing the the actual competition the the god of oh, the god yes, of high yes. the ink stain martial arts oh that it, wonderful beautiful right yeah it's insane incredible it goes through showing all these characters well all these kind of silhouettes on this ink washed yeah uh background and they're just doing various different forms of martial art and it is just it's bewitching and they must have liked it a lot because whenever it shows the arena and the screen at the uh at the top that's always kind of playing in the background nice yeah no, that's cool right we have talked for over an hour now right let's get into our big three questions sam is it gonna get into the anniverse let's find out <laughs> Okay, big three question time. Mm. If you're new, big three questions. We start with concept and execution, whether we think the show was good on a conceptual level and whether it carries it out in a good way. We talk about turnoffs, things that would uh, deter a newcomer from starting this show, and then watchability and making you want to watch more. Compelability. Of, uh, this particular show. Compelability. I like that a bit better. Mm. So that first one, Will. Yes. Concept and execution. What do you think? It's a, it's a, what is it? An, a, a tournament arc. It's a tournament arc. Tournament arc! It's a tournament arc with martial arts. And for me, that's all you need to know. It's brilliant. I, I think it's a very, very simple concept that is ex- executed phenomenally well. Yep. In complete agreement. It, the concept is simple. The concept is basic and not, and something that we've seen done a thousand times before in various shonen shows, but the finesse and the polish that is delivered into executing this tournament arc in the first three episodes. Wow. And I think that goes to the, to the manga, doesn't it really? It's to the, to the original content that those fight scenes author, yeah. must have been phenomenal. It'd be really cool to see how they're done. Cause I just, I just can't, you know, I'm not, I don't read any manga but i feel like it's just i can't imagine getting the same thrill out of reading it as watching it mm. i don't know i don't know maybe I, I, but yeah i i've not actually i've not looked at um the webtoon for this mm. uh, but i know as a standard webtoons are in full color oh okay uh, so that'd help makes the work a, a, yeah it makes it a lot easier to kind of tell what's going on yeah um what i'm Rewatching this has made me want to go back and kind of check it out because yeah. I've heard very good things about it. It's currently on hiatus uh, because the author's reached the final battle of the story and he says that he wants to kind of rest, recuperate and, and prepare for releasing it. Fair. Which, yeah, more power to you, dude. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that's quality. Um, yeah, what about the second question turn then, off. Sam? Any turnoffs? Not a lot. Um, I think the main thing is going to be that the fighting can be so intense throughout these first three episodes that there isn't much room for growth in terms of characters and world building. Like we don't really find out much about the setting or the powers, but I guess mm. that's something that can be expanded on as the show goes forward. Yeah. Not a lot of sketchy etchy. 
if there is, it's usually aimed at super muscular men yeah. versus women, <laughs> which I think is when they burst out a, of a nice change. When of they pace. burst out of the shirts, uh, they, yeah. yeah, and then they come and become her cheerleaders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, um, I can't really think of man. It's it's light on plot. I think that's the only turn off that I can think of. But yeah, but do you need you any know. for a tournament arc? Mm. I mean, you need some, obviously, but it doesn't need to be this um really convoluted and i think there is depth to it i think uh, you know obviously i haven't watched on and you have so you might i don't know whether that's coming into your decision but like it it seems like there's definitely potential there to unlock other elements of this show there's clearly something about like he's the grandson of some something or other because special guy yeah and there's these these magical powers and stuff so i think yeah there's definitely i think that's what sets it apart isn't it that's what um, kind of gets its hooks in is the fact that it starts off as a standard martial arts tournament, if somewhat hyperbolic yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. over the top. Yeah. But then with the introduction of these, like the Joker power and stuff like that, yeah, it seems like there's going to be an extra twist and an extra wrinkle that's going to make the fights more high stakes or more visually different. So that's... I, th- I think it's a really, yeah. it's a really fine line to balance those two things. You've got to still keep up with the fight scenes and the martial arts and that high quality animation and then introduce this magical element to it. You, you could, mm. you, to balance those so that you're satisfied from a fight having had elements of both because fight scenes are great. Magic is OP and like can destroy people. You've got, yeah. you've got to really be careful how you balance that. And if the content's good, if the writing's good, then you can. So it's just, it's credit that it's lasted, you know, these first three episodes, I'm confident that it's done it so far. Mm. It's just whether it can, it can carry on. Um, and it's enough making it each fight kind of just a bit different that you don't get massively fatigued with it. I think there is so much combat and it is, there is so much flourish to all of the fights that it could be quite easy for somebody's first time to kind of be a bit overwhelmed if they're not used to following anime style action. Mm. Um, the director does a really good job of making sure that you can follow it, but there are some moments where the more ambitious shots can be a bit more confusing. But Potentially. In, that's, I feel like, a drop in the bucket. Yeah. Okay. Um, and compelability. Does it make you want to watch more? I think if you're just watching these first three episodes, hell yeah. Mm. Like, you want to see more cool fights? There's probably going to be more cool fights you want to see more about the characters in the backstory one would assume there's going to be more <laughs> exposition on that you want to find out what the hell's going on with scythe joker i yeah. mean yeah i think so I th- how, about, how about you mate this is one of the best shows i've watched so far like i love this i genuinely had a really and i just wanted to carry on watching well how did episode three end episode three oh, ended ends, with the clown like right yeah. on the clown and the paker. Yeah. I, I, I was just like, I just want to, I just want to let it roll. I want to, I want to keep watching someone though. It's fine. Um, but obviously <laughs> I didn't, but yeah, I, I, I absolutely want to watch more. So I think, are we, are we, are we happy to say that this gets in the end of us? No, absolutely. I'm furious. <laughs> Has to be out. Stays out forever. No. Yeah, of course it can get into the universe. I think you could show this to a first timer and they'd be like, yeah, interested. Yeah. So well done god of high school for making it into the anniverse this week um brilliant okay so sam uh before we move on to slice of life do you want to tell our listeners what we're uh what we're watching next week 
Uh, have you got something there? Do you want to, do you want a second? Cause I can plug things. Well, well, next week we're going to be going right back in time to the wonderful year of 1985 as we check out the spectacularly spooky Vampire Hunter D. Ah, that sounds really interesting. I can't wait to watch that. How fantastic. Um, guys, we are going to move into Slice of Life where we talk about uh, things that we've been doing this week, things that we've been watching, what we've been up to, all stuff like that. And um, if you want to keep in the conversation follow us on twitter follow us on instagram um hit us up tell us what you thought of the god of high school tell us what we should watch next and uh yeah we, we'd love to we'd love to give us a you. review send a comment to us tell a friend we tend to respond to everybody yeah. tell a friend tell a friend and uh, that's the other rule of this podcast you have to tell a friend at least one would would be good um if you could tell a million that'd be even better but you know that'd be fantastic we'll, we'll take what you what you can get um yeah, so we'll move on to Slice of Life. Thank you all for listening. Uh, stick with us if and if you want. And if not, we'll see you next week in the universe. Welcome to episode eight of Shit You Didn't Know and Now You Do. We're looking at phobias for the next few weeks because I've just found a whole wormhole of them. Um, this week we've got pedophobia, which is a fear of children, and biphobia, the fear of youths. Yeah. Okay. Ah, another episode fully complete. Yeah. Well done for surviving the first round of The God of High School, Will. <laughs> Wait, so you said that it's got, um, the, the author has stopped writing, producing at the minute because he hasn't, he wants to wait for the final, final battle scene? Do we have- Yeah, so he's written up to the very start of the final battle. Um, Do we have a time and frame? He's taken a hiatus for it coming back. Mm, yeah. Uh, I think he says sometime later in the year, so we should be seeing him coming back before the year's out. Okay. Uh, which would be quite good. But there's 500, I think they call them episodes, um, in the manoir so far. Yeah. And each one is, it's, tr- it's tricky for me to tell how many pages each episode okay. is because the way that manoirs are laid out, they're different than manga where it's a page and there's a very clear panel flow. Whereas with Manwa, it's they're designed on Webtoon to be read on your phone. Right. So they're, they're long, thin, rectangular pages. Yeah. So you just scroll and you scroll and you scroll and you scroll okay. for the whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, they said in the making of that that scene with the sword was 10 episodes, which um, makes sense. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think that's what they said. Um, and they condensed it. That's crazy. I might be wrong. Someone will correct us if, if I'm. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I was just, I was just going to say, like, if it, if it's coming out later in the year, this might be one for a revisited if I, if I stick with it, because I've obviously enjoyed it so lot. So, so lot. That doesn't. Oh, well, that's the difference between the memoir and the, the series. The series. Oh, the series is, is still uh, quite. Only, I don't know how much of the memoir it's adapted. Right. Okay. The it's adapted. Um, okay. So are they drew? How many, how many? Yeah. So how many seasons is this? Uh, we can discuss this off air. This is, this is sort of a produ- production <laughs> thing. It doesn't matter. We might do a revisited to this at some point, basically. <laughs> yes. I mean, we will do, but getting back onto yes. our slice of life topic, what have you been up to this week? Will? Um, what have I, honestly works? I've been, I've been trying to get on top of work. I've still been, um, sp- I've spent a lot of time with some, with family and stuff. So loads of boring stuff that's not really podcast worthy um what was i watching i was watching the um 
what's what's the thing called that was set in america that i was the series did i, oh, I, I out of bank yeah did i already talk about that i feel like i might have talk, talk, spoken about that yeah, last you week chatted about it that i finished it chatted, i think you were chatting about that back in uh back clockwork planet did i say that did i finished fin- it finish it i think you finished it last week okay right that's fine so i finished that um i forget i forget what i've been doing man um other watching stuff i haven't really been watching anything i've been reading name of the wind again um which is the second read through of that because i felt like i read it over such a long period of time that i missed a lot so i'm going back and reading that before i go on to the second one um which again it's just phenomenal like anyone who wants a really good fantasy but it's a ground really grounded fantasy world where like the magic rules are really really thought out that it's a very unique magic system um very cool very cool i love it um so i've been reading that again i've been playing around with some digital art just on on the ipad oh interestingly and right yeah i don't know i don't know whether this this is the case but watching the making of uh this show the god the god of high school they do all their designs or not all of them but they 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 were they showed a lot of their uh their creating the characters and stuff and a lot of their uh character designs and stuff and it was all done uh, using the same programs that I use on my iPad. So they had these giant iPad oh. Pros, um, which I'm very jealous of. And they were using what looked, <laughs> what looked like Procreate. It had all the same layouts and all the same sort of systems. It might be, I don't know, a different version. It might be, cause I, in Japan, they have a lot of sort of different, do they, do they, will they, do you think it'll be Apple? Do you think it is likely to be Apple or do you think it'll be something replicating Apple? I think quite a lot of manga artists use, uh, Apple products for, for their mm. drawing purposes and definitely anime studios apple will probably be the most easy to roll out because it's the most uh used i guess yeah it's just you never there's obviously a lot of stuff out there that's designed to look like apple products and i don't know whether and, and japan's obviously mm. infamous and for, for having all of these different products that are probably just as good but not branded so i don't know but it but it all looked the same and i was like very excited like, oh that's cool maybe i could do that i'm going to do that <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to make my own anime. I'm going to make my and maybe not anime, maybe maybe manga. I I don't think I could uh do anything with animation, <laughs> but drawing I can I can do. Uh yeah, and apart from that I've just been uh, getting carrying on with my golf which I'm not going to bore people with, but I'm very very much enjoying it at the minute. Um what about lost four balls in the water? <laughs> you twat. Um I did lose four balls in the water, but that that doesn't matter. I enjoyed doing so. <laughs> I, I, I can't say I specifically enjoyed that part of it, but I enjoyed the rest of the game. Um, anyway, what have you been up to, Sam? Tell me something interesting other than just, uh, yeah, me playing golf. Um, this week I have been watching Ghost in the Shell. Um, oh, a yeah, classic uh, and very um, well-regarded movie and series mm. uh, in the anime community. Um, I'd watched the movies before when I was a bit younger, um, but I'd never watched the TV show, which is called Standalone Complex. So I'm just coming to the end of my uh, free time that I've got before I go back to work. And then, so I decided, right, I'm just going to sit down and watch all of Ghost in the Shell. Mm. And I mean all of it. So I watched both seasons of Standalone Complex. Each season is 26 episodes. I then watched <laughs> the new uh, standalone complex sequel series which is 12 episodes i then watched the ghost in the shell arise movie ova quadrilogy and movie right then i watched the original ghost in the shell and then the ghost in the shell 
to Innocence. My God. <laughs> are, are you watching these on sped up? Are you watching these on like times two? No. How is there... I literally just kind of decided to wake up and I was like, right, I'm going to wake up, press play eight hours later, do something else. Oh my God. How, like, I've not moved a lot. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know how there's physically that many hours in your, in your schedule to be able to do that. that that's insane. <laughs> um, I struggle to fit in these three episodes for the podcast. Yeah, right. I think if I didn't have the time off, I wouldn't. But it's been so long since I've just sat down and binged. Are you you sure, though? Because every week you seem to be going back and binging something. (laughs) Well, I I think that's this holiday that I've had, like this time off has been kind of because there's so many lockdown rules at the moment still over here because I can't really go anywhere. Yeah, um, I'm making the most of the time that I've had at home. So the first kind of week that i had off i decided to play games for most of it so i played a lot of final fantasy i played a lot of neo the world ends with you and then afterwards i think i mentioned a few podcasts ago i was just kind of listlessly wandering around just like <laughs> scrolling twitter infinitely right. and just not really doing anything mm. so i was like right i'm gonna be productive and by productive i mean yeah. <laughs> watch a shit ton of anime yeah. so <laughs> doing what you enjoy but at least getting something out of it other than just blue light yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, it was it was nice because I that's where I got to watch eighty six. I got to watch mm. uh, VV. Yeah. I then I got to experience Ghost in the Shell, which has like reignited my love for cyberpunk aesthetics and that kind of dystopian future. So, short of buying the cyberpunk game, which I know is still a hot mess of bugs and glitches, I've started setting up. I'm in the process of setting up a tabletop version of the cyberpunk red tabletop. Uh, role-playing game which is like D, but it's all about cyborgs and robotic enhancements and hacking people and gunfights and stuff so i'm gonna dive into that game with a few mates after i gather people together that sounds that sounds really cool hold on um you know my uh you know you know jazza the youtuber that i watch yeah you know i told you ages ago that he's doing role-playing and um stuff like that He's doing a, he does, yeah. he, he does tabletop time, which is his role playing YouTube channel with, with, with a load of mates. And, um, one of their story arcs was almost, it's called, um, reboot, I think. Um, mm. and I, I listened to most of it. I, I did sort of drift off just because I had other things on, on, on my agenda, but basically it's a cyberpunk campaign basically. And there's, uh cyborgs there's uh robotic enhancements he's got um yeah yeah he's got like he he is jazz's character is a hacker i think he can hack into loads of different things um he's and then there's like this on the market on 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 yeah there's this drug that's involved it's there's sort of gangs Mm -hmm. things going on there's heists and they he joins up with a cyborg he joins up with some rich dude and it's it's in this um world where it's quite uh, contrasting. There's a really poor area, poor out, outside and of the city. The, then there's the one percent, yeah, who are like, um, they're they're genetically made. They're, um, they're rich people can have their children specifically designed to have like super enhancements uh, and stuff. And depending on how much money you've got, you can basically make them perfect. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's it's a really cool world. Send me a link to it because yeah, it sounds really cool. Is that using the actual cyberpunk system, or is that using his? Because I think you said he's got his own. I think it's using his own. Yeah, from what I remember, he's I don't using that kind of aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. 
Very cool. I'll have to give it a look. Maybe inspire me for yeah. Ideas I, th- I think I think it, I think it would. It sounds sounds right on line with what you what you what you're sort of thinking of. So yeah, I'll I'll send you a link to that. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Should we leave it there? That's about it. Let's leave it there. All right. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We've already done all our plugs. Hopefully, we'll see you back here next week in the Animus. See you later. Thank you.